Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome in to the 49er Access Podcast. My name is Sterling Bennett, and the wait is over. It finally happened. Nick Bosa and the San Francisco 49ers have agreed to a massive five-year, $170 million contract extension to keep the reigning defensive player of the year in San Francisco and got the deal done prior to week one against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The deal includes $122.5 million guaranteed and by a wide margin will make him the highest paid defensive player in NFL history. The $34 million per year he is going to get is the highest of a defensive player ever in the NFL's history and his mega deal includes $50 million in a signing bonus, another record for a defensive player. So if you're asking yourself, what did Nick Bosa get? What is he worth? Well, it's pretty simple. Um, he's worth a lot, and he got a lot. <laughs> and San Francisco is going to get their best defensive player back in the building prior to week one on Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And again, like Randy Daytona says in the comments, Finally, it's about dang time. Uh, all Niner fans can breathe a sigh of relief uh, prior to week one against Pittsburgh. And there were so many reports going around, right, of, you know, Diana Rossini saying, you know, this deal isn't close. Albert Breer saying smart people get this deal done Friday or Saturday. Uh, and, well, thankfully... <laughs> John Lynch and company are a lot smarter than to get this thing done on Friday and Saturday. They took care of this today, that being Wednesday, September 6th. This should give Nick Bosa one full day of practice tomorrow, Thursday, in Santa Clara at Levi Stadium. They can kind of see where his body's at and kind of give him one full day to go at it with the opposing offense with Brock Purdy and Trent Williams next to Javon Hargrave and Eric Armstead. Uh, and it'll give... The training staff, the team, the coaching staff, an idea as to where Nick Bosa's body is. He is going to play on Sunday against Pittsburgh. Kyle Shanahan already confirmed that Bosa is on his way to Levi Stadium, to Santa Clara. Hopefully by the end of the day, if not tomorrow morning, he will practice tomorrow. That being Thursday, September 7th. While we're all celebrating, you know, uh, Lions and Chiefs tomorrow with the popcorn and our and our drinks going to be glued to our couch, Nick Bosa is going to be gearing up to return to the practice field for the first time, what, since last January during the NFC Championship game. So Nick Bosa is back. Again, a record-setting $175 million contract extension for the next five years um, his average, again, $34 million per year beats and surpasses Aaron Donald's 
million dollars that he was getting his 122.5 guaranteed money for a defensive player is by far the most surpassing his brother Joey Bosa at 102 so what almost 20 point 20.5 million dollars over his brother sticking it to his older bro uh joey bosa out there in los angeles for the chargers then he's the highest paid defensive player slash non-quarterback overall with a 170 million dollar contract surpassing khalil mack who was sitting at 141 million dollars so again nick bosa rightfully deserved gets the bag niner fans can sit back and go whoo okay we're good our best defensive player is going to be on the field on Sunday. And, you know, does that change their odds against Pittsburgh? Yes. Uh, when you do not have your best player on the field, whether it's due to injury or contract dispute, uh, your odds of winning go down by a large margin. And not having Nick Bosa on uh, Sunday against Pittsburgh, well, just to give you some stats here, with Nick Bosa since 2019, his rookie season, 37-14. and 14. Without Nick Bosa since 2019, 5-10. And, and don't forget, every single season, we've gotten a completely healthy Nick Bosa. This team has gone to the NFC Championship game or better. The minute he stepped on the field as a rookie, he altered this defense, this trajectory from good to, to maybe great to elite. He is by far and away the best 25-year-old defensive end in football. Uh, and again, after a long, tumultuous contract negotiations with John Lynch and Parag, and I'm sure Jay York was involved in some way, in some form, uh, Nick Bosa and the Bosas, his, his mother and his father, get this thing done. And Nick Bosa is going to be in Jersey Sunday morning, 10 a.m., I guess 1 o'clock their time, but 10 a.m. our time in the Bay Area, playing against the Pittsburgh Steelers, lined up against... Maybe a backup left tackle out there in Pittsburgh. Uh, they're going to need him. No longer are we, are we worried about, is it Cleland Farrell and Drake Jackson? No, it is now Farrell slash Jackson as rotating pieces with Eric Armstead, Javon Hargrave, and now the reigning undisputed defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa, back on the field. And again, like this deal needed to get done. It had to get done. Um, the question wasn't if it was going to get done. The question was, when is it going to get done? Um, there was some worry that, hey, if this isn't done by today being Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, he might miss week one. There were talks of Nick Bosa might skip out on week one on purpose to you know, show San Francisco his value and maybe not hope they lost. But, you know, if they did happen to lose, it sweetens his pot somewhat to say, hey, you'd need me a little more. And I think throughout this whole, you know, negotiating tactics of, you know, if if a party and, and to give everybody credit, they were all pretty quiet. We didn't know much about this. You know, uh, many fans, pundits were discussing, you know, you know, the differences of Trent Williams and Debo Samuel and Nick Bosa's contract negotiations. They're all very different in their own way. Right. Where Trent Williams being a free agent on the open market, he was like, hey, I'm going to go to KC with Mahomes. Either pay me or I'm gone. San Francisco said, okay, we'll pay you big money. Um, Debo Samuel very publicly uh, asked for a trade, uh, and there were some teams like the Lions and Jets who offered, you know, these quote-unquote godfather deals that weren't as big as initially thought, but there were deals in place that if they couldn't reach a deal with Debo Samuel, he may have been traded. 
but again, very public, you know, into the media's eye. And for Nick Bosa, it was hush hush. No one was saying anything. Um, it felt like every big reporter, like Rappaport, saying, you know, something significant needed to change for this to get done. Uh, again, Diana Rossini today saying this deal isn't close. Albert Breer saying, you know, smart people by Friday or Saturday get this deal done. Uh, Adam Schefter is saying. Weirdly enough, nothing about any of this uh, than today the deal getting done. So it felt like everybody was in the dark uh, and it did make things a little more, uh, it made things a little harder for the organization uh, and for the franchise where the only update we got was that Kyle Shanahan saying, uh, there's no update. <laughs> and it's like, okay, this is your best player. What do you mean there's no update? And again, thankfully they got this deal done today about, what, 1.30, 1 o'clock this afternoon. And again, Nick Bosa is supposed to be on his way to Santa Clara as we speak. And the only way he does not play week one per Kyle Shanahan is him having a quote-unquote beer belly. I'm going to assume Nick Bosa is not going to have a beer belly. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he has an eight-pack or a six-pack, not a beer, but of this insanely hard muscles under his T-shirt once he gets here in San Francisco. Um, you can tell that not only did this weigh on the fan base, and I'm sure Jed York in the front office, this also weighed on the team itself. Um, Javon Hargrave said that Fred Warner was running around yelling in the locker room after seeing the deal. And you've seen players like uh, George Kittle and Lenore and Kyle Juszczyk all come on social media celebrating Nick Bosa, saying well-deserved. Uh, I believe George Kittle's exact words were, you know, holy Toledo, Batman. <laughs> so you can tell they're excited to get their best player in the, the locker room on the field again. And Trent Williams, being, you know, the veteran pro he is, being the future Hall of Famer he is, when he talks, you listen. And he did say today that this was weighing on the team. Like, they wanted him back on the field. They wanted him back in the building, knowing how important he's been to their success in the past, and how important he's going to be in this win-now mode they seemingly are in in San Francisco. And again, you know, keeping with that mindset, it's win-now. Like, you like. If this deal was not done, and a lot of the criticism around the front office was, you just traded away Trey Lance because he wasn't a win-now quarterback, and now you're not going to get a deal done with your best player, your your the player that has been arguably had the most impact on your team since the minute you drafted him in Nick Bosa, the reigning defensive player of the year. If you're not gonna you know sign that guy to a big deal, you know. How committed are you to winning now? And I think San Francisco, to me, it wasn't questioning their lack of wanting to win now, their commitment to that motto, but more so of at a certain point, they were going to have to bite the bullet and pay Nick Bosa, whether it was now or week two or week three or Sunday morning before week one against Pittsburgh. They were going to have to bite the bullet. Um, this deal seemed to come down to guaranteed money and... You know, he wanted more than his brother. He wanted more than Khalil Mack, and he wanted more than Aaron Donald. Uh, San Francisco is kind of in the middle saying, hey, we'll give you more than TJ Watt, and we'll give you more than your brother and Khalil Mack, but giving you more than Donald might be too much. And so it's good to know that this win-now uh, model, this win-now um, way of life we're living here in San Francisco is carrying on, and, and they're very much showing outwardly, which really wasn't a question, but a more of a you know 
continue to show they are really um, invested in winning now this year. And this window, without, you know, right now not knowing who Brock Purdy is as a franchise quarterback, you get you get Nick Bosa back in here. It does, you know, increase your window. Like right now, with Fred Warner on the books now, Nick Bosa on the books for the next five years, um, it does open that window for your Super Bowl odds of, hey, we have a stud linebacker who's going to be here until he's, what, 30, 32 years old. We're going to have Nick Bosa, who's going to be here until he's 30 years old now. Um, we are going to keep this core together. You have Kittle locked up. You have Armstead locked up. Debo's locked up. Um, Warner, Greenlaw for a handful more years. Nick Bosa's done. Javon Hargrave's here. Trent Williams is here. Um, Kyle Juszczyk's still here. Like This team is locking up their major stars in a big way. And it's great to see because look, um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Again, not knowing who Brock Purdy is, not knowing if he's a franchise quarterback or not, what's one way to kind of step around that? And and, and if he isn't that player we think he might be in San Francisco or isn't the player Kyle Shanahan thinks he is when he calls him the real deal, how do you kind of circumnavigate those waters? Well, you have a star on defense like Nick Bosa and you build a team around whoever the quarterback is to circumnavigate a quarterback issue, whether it's Purdy, Darnold, or even Allen, um, this team now has the best chance to win every single game going forward with Nick Bosa back on the field. Uh, call me Mustache, I think is your name. Right, finally, let's effing go in the chat. You're right, let's effing go, my friend. Um, it's about time. Uh, this thing was a long time coming. I'm someone of the mindset of this thing should have been done right when they lost the NFC Championship game. Uh, this thing should have been on paper and pen the minute they got out of the locker room that day. They should not have taken until September 6th on a Wednesday prior to week one, one day before the Chiefs and Lions kick off on Thursday Night Football to begin the NFL season. It should not have taken this long. It did, but right now, every distraction is behind us. Trey Lance, gone. Nick Bosa signed. The only thing left to do is play football. And if you're a 49er fan, if you're a 49er fan, I don't think you could be any happier right now. Oh, it's Joe Denny. <laughs> Joe, I, me and Joe went to high school together. Thank you for listening and watching. Joe, really appreciate your comments, uh, whether it's on 95.7 The Game or on the text line or you know on the DMs or even right now on the live show and the podcast. Really appreciate uh, the, the love you give and the, all, all the comments you make on Twitter and stuff. Really appreciate it. But again, all the distractions are gone. The only thing left to do is at 10 a.m. Pacific time, it is, well... Maybe Jake Moody, but we're kicking off in Pittsburgh at Heinz Field where it's the Niners and the Pittsburgh Steelers where you hate the catchphrase and you hate the motto, but the quest for six can kind of restart itself. And now knowing we had Nick Bosa back on the field, um, some fans, including myself, week ones with the Niners and early, you know, those first four day games, first half of the season can be a little rock can be a little rocky and rough where the past two years three and five and four and four 
how do you alleviate that pressure of not having a slow start? Well, you sign your best player in Nick Bosa. You sign your star defensive player, and let's look at what could have happened or what they would have been missing that we maybe don't know of if Nick Bosa wasn't going to be out there on Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Last year alone, including the playoffs, Nick Bosa tallied 98 quarterback pressures. Not almost a hundred, basically a hundred quarterback pressures last year. The most of any edge rusher currently on the roster last year. So Amenihu doesn't count. He's in Kansas City now. Ebukam doesn't count. He's in Indianapolis now. We're talking just Niner players, edge rushers on the roster. Currently, the second highest total was Clellan Farrell at 20. Three, 65, 75, I can't count, Jesus, 75, pressure differential, Nick Bosa and the next highest edge rusher on San Francisco, you want to talk about, you know, and look, Nick Bosa had all the leverage, and rightfully so, San Francisco had absolutely no leverage in this, and the fact that it took this long, I think, is a mistake, but when you see the numbers of you know how this team performs with and without Nick Bosa, when you see you hear the number of 98 pressures or 23 pressures, it's like, oh my goodness, I'm sure San Francisco's sitting there like, oh, oh my, we have to get this done. Everybody at the comms, at the alert, we have to figure this thing out because if we don't, it could cost us. And Drake Jackson could be a great player this year. We certainly hope he might be. You put Nick Bosa on the worst defense in the league right now, they are going to instantly become better. They're going to be from the 32nd team to the 15th ranked defense just because Nick Bosa's out there. Whether it's, I don't know who's a bad defense, the the Rams, um, the Cardinals, they're going to be instantly better because Nick Bosa's out there. They were never going to trade him. They were never going to move off of him. This wasn't a conversation of, you know, if it gets done, it's when it gets done. And I'm happy that... Jed York and and Kyle Shanahan, who says he wasn't involved, and John Lynch got this thing done. I'm I'm, I'm happy that Nick Bosa got his money. Well-deserved. There were a lot of fans. Like, let me ask you this in the chat, in the comments, and on social media. Do you think that despite the happiness, despite, you know, the the giddiness we feel of Nick Bosa going to be on the field on Sunday, do you think he's being overpaid? Um, I know many fans, including... Many media pundits thought that you know Nick Bosa shouldn't get paid more than Aaron Donald. Um, I can see that being a part of the conversation. Um, you try to balance being happy as a fan and also looking at things realistically. And the fact is that Nick Bosa is getting paid more than Aaron Donald, a future Hall of Famer. Um, Nick Bosa's legacy is already cemented here in San Francisco. Um, he has some steps to take to be called a Hall of Famer, but. I think all he needs is one, two, three of the five years at his age 28 season of really good play of 10 plus sacks, 15 plus sacks, and he's earned that contract back instantly. Um, And let's be honest here. If the San Francisco 49ers win a Super Bowl in the next two, three seasons, this deal, it doesn't matter what he does towards the end. If they get one championship, if they get one, just one ring, and get that sixth Lombardi that's been, you know, collecting dust of an empty spot in Levi Stadium for years and years and years, 
If they get that one championship, this $170 million deal is worth it. Even if Nick Bosa's bad for four of the five years, if that one year he's amazing and great and a defensive player of the year again, um, this deal's worth it. Because what he can do for you. And here's the thing. I was preparing for the podcast to preview Sunday's game against Pittsburgh. And I was going to begin discussing, you know, well, if Nick Bosa's not going to be out there, here's how it affects the game. Nick Bosa's one of the, what, 10, 15 players in the entire defensive side of the football from all 32 teams. Like, you can probably name 10, 15 tops that affect every layer of the defense. The obvious one is being the pass rushing and run defense side of things. Nick Bosa, 18 and a half sacks last year, reigning defensive player of the year, 98 total pressures, including playoffs last year. Like, Nick Bosa is one of, if not the best pass rusher in the NFL playing defense event. But he's also a very stout and smart run defender. He can contain the edge very well. He impacts the running game. He's probably this team's second best run defender. And knowing you're playing a team that has Najee Harris and Jalen Warren on Sunday against Pittsburgh, you need your second best run defender. Knowing you're playing teams like Philadelphia and the Bengals and Seattle, teams that have, you know, read option quarterbacks or mobile quarterbacks, but also good running games around them, you need your second best run defender out there, someone that can contain the edge and also get you almost 20 sacks or 15 sacks a season. But on top of that, having Nick Bosa out there, knowing he's a great run defender and a pass rusher, he helps your linebackers and secure the edge, open up lanes for them to make tackles in their run defense. Um, he also makes it easier for your secondary, your safeties and cornerbacks in their pass coverage. Um, you can get pressure, you can force a, a poor pass or an incomplete pass, but also you can force turnovers and you can put your secondary players in positions to get takeaways. Um, one of the bigger knocks on the defense a couple years ago, 2019, 2020, and even 2021, where they didn't get a lot of takeaways. Um, but last year, we saw an immediate impact of where Nick Bosa's game picked up, amongst others as well. But when Nick Bosa's game picked up and he rose to being a defensive player of the year, there's a reason you saw this defense, their takeaways, ticked up as well. Now, he isn't the only reason for that, but he's a large reason as to why um, this defense, whether it's Fred Warner who's a great player in himself, Dre Greenlaw, Tauno Hufanga, Mooney Ward, Lenore, no matter who it is, they can be great in themselves. They are going to be a worse player when Nick Bosa is not on the field. Um, he's going to impact Hargrave and Armstead and free up space on the defensive line, take up double teams and give Drake Jackson, Clellan Farrell, and again, you know, the Kinlaws, the Hargraves and the Armsteads, more space to maneuver and work. He'll open up stunts for Chris Kosarek and Steve Wilkes on the defensive side of things like Nick Bosa for being now the highest paid defensive player in the NFL to being the highest paid non-quarterback in football to having the biggest signing bonus of all time for a non-offensive player non-quarterback in 50 million dollars um he, he deserves all of it like there, there I can think of TJ Watt Miles Garrett and Aaron Donald and maybe somebody else I'm blanking on that deserves that kind of money um, and the one thing about this deal is that Nick Bosa also protects himself from being surpassed next year or the next two years. Um, I can't think of one player 
Again, outside of TJ Watt, who's already been paid, Donald's already been paid, Garrett's already been paid, and maybe like Micah Parsons is the only person I can think of that could surpass Nick Bosa in his contract. But I would like to think that the Dallas Cowboys, knowing how good Micah Parsons is, they should do that deal and probably will do that deal. But I wouldn't be surprised if they're reluctant to make that contract and get that done. If we're not going to pay you $34 million over the course of the next, you know, five, six seasons, um, to pay somebody, I don't know what, $2.3 million over Aaron Donald's contract is is huge. It's a statement of faith in the organization in Bosa, but also that they believe he's not only going to sustain his level of play, but also get better, which that may not show itself in sacks and pressures, but could show itself in, you know, alleviating the pressure from other people on defense being Fred Warner and others. Um, and look, it also frees up money this year. Um, we don't know the exact breakdown of the contract just yet. All we know is the large sums of, you know, fully guaranteed money and $170 million as a whole um, under the five years of his contract. But this thing, depending on how they broke it down, um, it could free up money to, you know, maybe not a lot of money, but it can free up money to allow restructures down the road maybe there's dead years and dead caps somewhere and void years toward the end of you know san francisco may have wanted to bring back brandon Ayuk or you know find room to re-sign other players they deem necessary for success and until we see the breakdown we're not going to know that but you know i would like to think nick bosa wasn't being entirely selfish in saying that look I want these big totals, but we can break this thing down because if Nick Bosa is on the field, you're going to win a lot. But Nick Bosa isn't dumb. The Bosa's aren't dumb. They know that they want to win a championship. Nick Bosa was crying on the field after his rookie season. They lost against the Chiefs. He tasted immortality in a Lombardi trophy. He's going to want to retain the stars around him, yet still get his. And rightfully so. Um, anybody shaming a player for getting the money they're receiving, um, that's our fault as fans. <laughs> we watch the games, we give the teams our, our money, and they go, well, the market gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and players, rightfully so, say, I want more and more and more. Um, now, there are plenty of players overpaid and plenty of them underpaid. That's just the way it goes, unfortunately. But I believe San Francisco, like, again, they're paying Nick Bosa record-breaking deal. Christian McCaffrey, big money. George Kittle, I think he's the third highest paid tight end. I think Fred Warner's the third highest paid linebacker. They're paying Debo Samuel, the seventh highest paid receiver. Eric Armstead is the 15th highest paid defensive lineman in football. This team's core is together. They're ready to go. And... We are what? We got Thursday, Friday. We got three, four days until week one. Um, it's go time. Their foot's on the freaking pedal. Uh, as my doorbell rings, <laughs> I apologize for that. But as my doorbell rings, that's the ding dong alarm. And Nick Bosa's back in a uniform for the San Francisco 49ers. And Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. And Joe in the, in, in the chat says, back to my question of, do you think Nick Bosa is overpaid? Definitely not overpaid, but at the same time, personally, I would have took a pay cut to stay on a winning team, but happy things work out. Um, I get what you're saying, Joe, and thankfully, like I was kind of just saying that, you know, people can point to there being a pay cut to being needed, you know, there are plenty of comments on my social media saying Nick Bosa is selfish. You know, my entire mindset has changed of he's not a team player. No, like that's not true. <laughs> um, Nick Bosa got what was rightfully his. And also on top of that, it's not like it's not like Nick Bosa was joining a mediocre team where he just wanted the money. Nick Bosa wanted to stay here in San Francisco because they win games, because this is where he was drafted, one. But also, Nick Bosa, every year he's been healthy, they've gone to the NFC Championship game or better. He's not joining like, the Browns or the Vikings. He's, he's on a franchise already, a roster already, that's paying big money to a handful of people. But also, that they can keep up the winning ways. There's a good chance this team wins a Lombardi this year. And because they have guys locked up for two, three... They can win Lombardi next year. Like, and that, they now have a chance to win the Lombardi for the next five years, knowing Nick Bosa is going to be out there. Now, that's barring health, obviously, but knowing Nick Bosa is going to be out there, knowing a reigning defensive player of the year is going to be out there, a hopeful future Hall of Famer, the best edge rusher in football is going to be out there, they're going to wreak havoc on the Rams and the Cardinals in Seattle. Like, no longer is it... You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers might get a break and not play Nick Bosa on Sunday. It's, oh my goodness, we have to prep for Nick Bosa being out there on Sunday. Um, there's a good chance this year they sweep the NFC West again. You want to know why? They're a great team, but also Nick Bosa. How do you, like, I always think of it kind of in, in the X-Factor conversation of, okay, the Chiefs have Mahomes and Kelsey. On defense, they may or may not have Chris Jones, right? The Niners on offense and defense, they're X-Factors. Okay, you have Chris McCaffrey, X-Factor. Debo Samuel, X-Factor. George Kittle, X-Factor. Fred Warner, X-Factor. Nick Bosa, now X-Factor. Javon Hargrave, X-Factor. And if things progress, Kawano Hufunga, an X-Factor. Um, Brandon Ayuk, if he stays, an X-Factor. If he already isn't one. Like, this team on offense and defense is loaded, folks. Loaded. And those winning waves are going to continue again. I'll read you his contract out one more time. Nick Bosa has agreed to a five-year, $170 million contract extension, including $122.5 million guaranteed, becoming the highest-paid defensive player in NFL history. His $34 million makes him, again, the highest-paid defensive player in football history when it comes to the per-year category. He's 122.5 guaranteed money is the most, surpassing his brother Joey, and his and his 170 completed value surpasses Khalil Mack as the highest paid non-quarterback in football history as well. Um, what a great day. What a great day of, like, again, my mind kept going back to, look, it seems like there's been this dark cloud over the organization for a little bit. It's just weird, negative feeling of, you know, a lot of the quarterback conversation was the cause of that, of Trey Lance and, and Brock Purdy and, you know, Sam Darnold and, you know, fans going back and forth. And I totally get all the conversation. 
But San Francisco said, we're done with it. Brock Purdy's our guy. But even then, this weird negative feeling kind of persisted through that. And it sucked and it stunk. And everyone was like, what is going on? Why does it feel this way? Um, the coverage of the team felt very negative. Um, not always from the media, but it just felt like this team is in the running to go to a Super Bowl and win. And it feels like there's this negative, like connotation or just negative talking about this team that has the most offensive weapons on one roster in football and a star-studded defense behind them and they have some holes for sure and some areas of concerns I just talked about them a couple days ago in my season preview for the team that might hurt them down the road but by all means this team can easily win a championship and it felt like that you know despite all of the great things they've done it was like why does it feel so negative? Like, 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 what is going on? Shouldn't we feel happy and excited? And now, knowing that everything is done, the offseason is now completely behind us. It's Nick Bosa's here. Trey Lance is gone. The only questions on this team are, are you going to perform on Sunday, Mondays, and Thursdays? Those are the only question marks now. And those are the only question marks you want for a team that's trying to win a championship. Um, the outside noise was added on crap, for lack of better words. Um, added on just unnecessary talk. Um, and the fact that now this team, whether it's Trent Williams or the coaching staff or Nick Bosa or Brock Purdy, they can stop worrying about, is my best defensive player going to be out there? They can stop worrying about the negative noise or the distractions on the team. It's now, look... You go out there and you just play football. And you're going to go out there with a defined quarterback number one in Brock Purdy and a defined, clear-cut, reigning, defending, undisputed defensive player of the year in Nick Bosa aligned next to Eric Armstead, Javon Hargrave, and a mixture of Drake Jackson and Clellan Farrell. And it's even a big boost because, look, like Trent Williams said, this was affecting them. They could hear it. They can feel it. They they needed and wanted Nick Bosa back in the room. And my mind thinks of Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. You know, good luck, Kenny Pickett. Good luck, Matthew Stafford, week two in Los Angeles. Good luck, Daniel Jones, Thursday night, Levi Stadium home opener in week three. Um, you know, again, I already talked about it earlier, but a lot of the conversation was, you know, how is this team going to start? And by all means, Nick Bosa being on the field doesn't guarantee you a win, but it gets you a lot closer to almost guaranteeing you a win. And the fact that he's going to be out there and this slow start that they've had the past two seasons, they can beat Pittsburgh. They can beat the Rams, who aren't a good team. They can beat the Giants, who are a young team that doesn't have Saquon yet, I believe. Um, like, this is a team that can really start off hot and... In my opinion, I don't know. I like Now the question is, how much is Nick Bosa going to play? We have no idea. Now, again, if he has a beer belly, it's not going to play, But and I don't think he'll have that by any means. Um, he may have beer-shaped abs, <laughs> but I mean like long Coors Light, thick cans from corner to corner of his body because he's so freaking jacked and ripped uh, along his abdomen. Um, this defined chiseled muscle on his stomach, but... Um, but now the question is, how much is he going to play? 
Is he going to be limited? Is he going to be a third down, you know, pass play only player for week one against Pittsburgh? Um, I would like to think that he's Nick freaking Bosa, but I also would like to under, you know, would like to think that San Francisco is going to take things slow, see where his body is and not rush him out there. Um, the last thing you want is to him to pull a hammy and be out for week two and three because he was rushed back out there. And we have no idea what Nick Bosa has been doing. You know, he's gone, you know, AWOL, gone, you know, gone, gone dark mode the entire offseason. It was, you're not going to hear from me. You're not going to see from me unless you pay me. They paid him now, but now the question is, you know, what have you been doing? I would assume he's, you know, his body should be in shape, but are you taking hits? Are you taking bumps? I doubt Nick Bosa has been putting himself in harm's way, knowing he wants the contract. Um, so I would assume he's not been lining up against, you know, backup left tackles and against guards and, you know, playing alongside other defensive linemen in football. I'm sure he's been working out by himself, getting his body in shape. And now, you know, when you're playing across from Colton McKivitz and Trent Williams and you're getting bumps and bruises and nicks and whatever else there is, and you are pushing your body even further than you have been the past couple months, how does your body respond? The last thing you want is a soft tissue issue or an injury where he pulls a hammy or he injures his quad or, you know, strains an oblique. You don't want that. And so for Nick Bosa, you got your money. We're all happy for that. We're all excited you're back in town. But now, again, the question becomes, how much are you going to play on Sunday? Um, any form of Nick Bosa is better than no form of Nick Bosa, mind you. Um, if you would have told me it's Farrell and Jackson on Sunday and not Nick Bosa, I would go, I'm worried. And the fact that now you have Nick Bosa back on the field for, even if it's only on third downs, that's an improvement. Um, even if it's only in name only, when it comes to just going out there and lightly playing 50%, the defense or the offense is going to have to say, that's Nick Bosa, make sure you block that guy. Um, and so just getting him back out there, it's a huge deal. Um, and instills confidence in his team, ironically or Maybe not ironically. I don't know how to use that word all the time. But <laughs> but um, weirdly enough, not named a captain. You would think that getting him back in the field or getting his name under contract for five more years, uh, you'd think he'd be a captain this year. But no, it's Brock Purdy's captain. Eric Armstead, Debo Samuel, Fred Warner, and George Kittle and Trent Williams are your captains this year. Not Nick Bosa, surprisingly enough. Uh, usually your highest paid player is your captain, so... I'm not sure if that is, like, did he deserve that from his play on the field the past four years? Yes. Um, or three years? Yes. But him not being in the, the room, in the meetings for the past, I don't know, what, three months might have swayed that decision-making. But by all means, you can have a C on your chest or not. I have seen horrible players have a, have a gold C on their chest, and you're like, really? How are you a captain? It's like, why is R.W. McCorders have a C on his chest and Nick Bosa doesn't? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so the captain crap means nothing to me, really. Um, there's too many captains on this team that you can have 15 guys. You can put Purdy and Chris McCaffrey, Debo IU, Kittle, Trent Williams, Jake Brendel, Aaron Banks, and and you can put Hargrave and Armstead and Boza and Uvanga and Gibson and Mooney Ward and Warner. Like they, this whole team is captains, basically. Um, it's all pretty much for show because they have to name them. Um, but again, Nick Bosa's back. If it was me, 
there is no reason as to why he couldn't have two, three sacks against Pittsburgh, depending on how he plays. And I'm not just saying that because he's Nick Bosa, but their tackles, and we'll get into this more when we preview that game later on this week, um, their tackles are not good. They got two backup tackles starting this week, uh, or would be backup tackles and, and backup tackle level players on the Pittsburgh offensive line. And even if they want to, you know, re- revert back to Broderick Jones, their first round rookie playing tackle, um, he ain't ever seen Nick Bosa. He ain't seen nothing like Nick Bosa, even if it's for just third downs. Uh, Nick Bosa, even if he's limited, should have an impact on Sunday's game. I'm happy to have him back. I'm sure you're excited to have him back. Uh, every comment in the chat, you know, in the chat is let's go let's effing go finally this happened um every social media post i've seen is has been the exact same thing and i'm very happy to put all the distractions behind us and just talk about football again uh we are days away from week one football is almost back we got nick bosa back all we need now is football back in our lives for the next what five six months and we'll have a happy life. Um, They say happy wife, happy life. Uh, Just give me some popcorn, some football, and I'm a pretty happy camper myself, so I'm happy that football's back tomorrow, Lions and Chiefs, but Sunday, Niners and Steelers, uh, gonna be a great one, gonna be a good one. I'm going to be very excited to be back and watching football every single Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. Going to be excited to break down and preview every game for you this year, right here on the podcast. I want to remind you and ask you kindly to leave a like, share, subscribe, leave a review if you're listening on the audio versions later on this evening. I mean, don't forget to follow us on social media at 49ers.access is the Instagram, 49ers underscore access is the Twitter. If you have any questions, comments, those are the places to hit me up if we're not live streaming or we have an episode out on the YouTube channel. You can also use our promo code 49ersaccess49 E-R-S-A-C-C-E-S-S at SeatGeek.com If you want to go to any game, football, basketball, baseball, a concert, use that promo code and save yourself $20 off on your first purchase at SeatGeek. Com. If you want to buy some Niners gear this year, use our link up above on the YouTube and live streaming on Facebook and Twitter. And you can also hit our link down below at fanatics.com. Buy some merch, support the show in the meantime. Thank you for watching, listening. Folks, Nick Bosa's back. <laughs> we should all be jumping and celebrating and popping champagne. The reigning defensive player of the year is back. We can pop and bring out our jerseys for, for Sunday's game. All rock mine at 95.7 The Game Studios in San Francisco. I'm sure you'll be doing the same uh, when, you pl- when you put your butt on the couch and you say Niners football is back in our lives and we have another chance, a journey ahead of us to hopefully get that sixth Lombardi trophy. Again, stay here on the channel for any podcast, any breaking news, and follow us on social media for the exact same thing. My name is Sterling Bennett saying thank you for watching, thank you for listening, and until next time, this has been the 49er Access Podcast, and stay faithful.